shall we football? Flyer than a foosball, going harder than the balls Inside a pool hall, AJ Cole riding on some fantasy business Living in that dream like they own their own team Man, they tell you how to win, but probably gonna lose If you get last place in the draft, cause you snooze It's really all luck, if your QB gets hurt, then you're fucked Yeah, you're fucked Now you own your buddy's money, plus your girlfriend hates you Cause you can't see her on Sundays Long days, long nights, figuring out your team Till the next day, you're listening to these idiots Motion passes all right. Motion passes, something passed, um, maybe a kidney stone. Hello, good football to all. This is the Charlie Football Podcast powered by Rasball. I'm Ryan, my co-host, AJ and Colt. The boys are back all together this week. Brief reminder, once again, our fine program will be closing shop soon, uh, at least on a regular basis. That last show is Thursday, October 19th, released on all podcast platforms. Uh, we're hoping to get in a bunch of our favorite guests and bits, and we're going to talk a lot of ball, uh, obviously, and say thank you to all of our our listeners over the last several years. Uh, our guest this evening, Bobby Lamarco, he's the emperor of fantasy football content at Rasball. Uh, he has one McCorkle Award uh, in his trophy case. We'll see if we can make it at least one and a half tonight. Nate Paulvote, a host of uh, Dynasty Diehards on the Rasball YouTube channel and multi-time Mac Oracle Award winner in his own right. This episode is dedicated to these fine gentlemen, Rasball itself, and the brave men and women working in the sweltering Rasball dungeons to bring you folks the best in fantasy football. Uh, we will represent that Mac Oracle Award. Uh, our, our account on the artist formerly known as Twitter.com will be inactive after that last show on October 19th. Our dad, Rasball, will still be kicking names and taking ass. So uh, watch them at fantasy at Rasball Fantasy on YouTube as well. Go to Rasball.com. Let's not suck at fantasy sports no more. Gentlemen, shall we football? Yep. Let's I do it. Yeah. Damn right. Okay. All right. Love that. So let's get straight into kind of the games and our, our initial impressions of what's been what, what happened in week four. Bobby, we're going to start with you. Which game really jumps off the page from you? You can start all the way back at Thursday if you'd like to. I, I want to throw some, uh, you know, attention towards Josh Dobbs. Like, he's surprisingly mm. good. Mm. Like, I don't think Agreed. anybody's <laughs> talking about Josh Dobbs, who single-handedly had the best game than any other court. Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett, guys who are first-round picks. He had the best game against that 49ers defense. And, and honestly, everyone just keeps talking about Kyler Murray's coming back. And honestly, the way Josh Dobbs has played, do we even freaking care? Like, He's the perfect kind of, you know, placeholder quarterback for a team that's probably not looking to win that much anyway. But look at way Michael Wilson is developing. Look at way Marquise Brown has played. Look at even Zach Ertz coming off ACL. Like, all these guys are performing very well with Dobbs. Yeah. And the other thing with Dobbs, too, is his numbers don't even show how good he was. He threw a dime in the corner of the end zone that was right off the hands of his receiver. He should have had three touchdowns in that game against the 49ers. He's playing out of his mind. And honestly, I don't think enough people talk about it. So I want to throw some shout-outs to uh, Josh Dobbs. I think Amen, Bobby Lamarco. Amen. Amen. Aerospace yeah. engineering major at say, the University of Tennessee, Josh Dobbs. Borderline uh, or certified genius. Hard to say. Yeah, loves to play chess <laughs> on the sidelines when he's not getting reps. Uh, I love Josh Dobbs' alopecia look, too. Uh, really yes, very, yes. very aerodynamic <laughs> for Josh. Nate, uh, what, what really stood out to you here in week four? Sam Howell. Yeah, baby. Sam Give Howell. Me almost, Give me all that. Give me all that. Almost leads the Commanders to a victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what more you want from this kid. We were all just kind of shitting on him before the season started. You know, Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starter by week four or week five. and That is not on this podcast, sir. No, 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 I 
there were points where I was concerned about Sam Howell, but then I remembered he was the consensus QB one in this class that he'd come out a year early. He stayed in school a year longer. He kind of lost some of that draft capital three QB 14 or better finishes this season out of Howell. a guy that we thought was going to be at best QB 26, 27, 28. He's in command of an offense and a team that, I mean, really they look so much better than they looked last season. They look like a cohesive unit. Uh, You can question Riverboat Ron not going for two to win the game instead of sending it to overtime. But this is a team that's playing differently. And I think Howell's part of that, man. And like guys like Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, I'm excited about these guys in fantasy again because of what Sam Howell's doing. And I think it's being overlooked. People are saying, well, it's a division. It was a division game. Of course they played him tough, but Howell's playing well. And if you look at the next five games, they got Chicago at home next week. Then they travel to Atlanta. Then they've got the Giants at, I guess it's MetLife. Now I wanted to call it Meadowlands. Then they've got Philly at home, who they almost beat in Philadelphia. And then they're at New England, who isn't playing particularly well. This is a five-game stretch where we can see Sam Howell as a QB1 over these next five games. And I don't know why nobody's talking about it. Yep. We are a big Sam Howell podcast here, uh, being hailing from North Carolina. At least two-thirds of us still live here. Uh, Coulter, did you have something that you noticed from Atlanta that was, that tickled you right where you itch? <laughs> well, I worked uh, this Sunday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so I watched virtually no football. I did go back and watch a lot of highlights, uh, looked at all the box scores, um, listened to some podcasts, but I can tell you one thing that jumped out is Justin Fields is back, right? That's <laughs> kind of, he's a, it's, kind of, it's kind of a low-hanging fruit, but we got to at least talk about it because he's been abysmal the first three weeks of the year. Now, he threw for 335 yards, uh, so he only had – four carries for 25 yards. So this huge fantasy outing wasn't predicated on design rushes and just scrambling. It was him as a pat. Now, granted, the Broncos defense is like a shell of itself, what we expected, but Fields 28 of 35, four touchdowns, and he, he put the ball where it mattered in DJ Moore's hands, uh, even in like the overpaid Cole Komet's hands. Those guys racked up the stat sheet. Uh, Moore went – he had eight catches on nine targets, 131 yards, a touchdown. Komet, seven catches on nine targets, 85 yards. And they got the running game going, too. Khalil Herbert, 18 carries, 103 yards. And the offense just opened up. I think they found their identity a little bit this week. I saw Fields dropped in a couple of redraft leagues, and I scooped him up. And I started him over the likes of Joe Burrow and C.J. Stroud this week. They also, so, the Bears did, they relieved themselves of a malignant tumor uh, in – and Chase Claypool telling his uh, sorry ass to stay home after they traded a first round draft pick for him. Uh, AJ, right. <laughs> AJ, what stood out to you in week in week four? Well, first of all, I was super proud of Chase Claypool and his representation of uh, the University of Notre Dame and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's super right. proud to see him continue to do his grim works. Uh, I want to I want to shout out the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. This one's for you, baby Colt. Uh, winning in spite. Of Brandon Staley and his great thoughts, mm. uh, almost almost giving that away. Very very close to giving it away. Uh, so, kudos to uh, well uh, Justin Herbert, uh, God, and the rest of the Chargers <laughs> team for winning in spite of their coach. And I'm so sorry you guys have to deal with that. Prayers mm. and, and, and Kellen Moore. Thank you for saving the offense. Yes, so. yes, we're we're taking Injecting shots and. In Los Angeles with veterinarians on the sidelines in case we get boo-boos. Uh, for me, 
I think the 49ers solidified themselves as the best team in football. And they've, they've done so throughout the course of the season. And I know it was the Cardinals, uh, a very game Cardinals that hammered the Cowboys last week. I, and, and the thing that st- strikes me so much about the 49ers is how multiple they are on offense. They have six different dudes that can rip your guts out. And they make it look so easy, and they don't ask Brock Purdy to do more than he's capable of doing. But he's really good at doing what he's really good at, as evidenced by his stat line. He only threw one incompletion. And, of course, having Christian McCaffrey back there. I was always a big don't draft Christian McCaffrey uh, in fantasy football because he's bound to get demolished. Well, I drafted him in two leagues this year because of that. Good, great, great. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it, it's, I think the 49ers are the cream of the crop right now. Also, Josh Allen played a perfect game to beat what may have been the mo- what is the most exciting team in football currently. Yeah. That's All right. A, that's a tough, tough call. Like, most exciting, huh? Dude, the Dolphins are, they, I mean, I they only scored yeah. 70, 70 points. I thought, I thought you said the Bills. I thought you said the Bills, bud. No, no. Uh, the Bills beat the most exciting that. team in football. Yeah. Uh, do we have a specific game that stands out to, to any one of us? There are a couple of just flat out. Can I, I, I want to, I want to throw out the, <laughs> yeah. I want to throw out Zach Wilson. Like me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, so with Zach Wilson, it was so bad. And now we can, we compare exact Wilson to Zach Wilson, which makes anybody look good, but he, it just, he looked the part. Yep. For the first time as a professional, and I know yeah. they were talking about it a bunch on the on the broadcast, and this is an easy like a layup to say, but like if you were watching the game, he just trusted his throws. Like he was like, the guy's not open. I don't care. I'm throwing it to his back shoulder. Like he was making multiple throws like that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the best part is he did it against a, a pretty good defense in the Chiefs, but now he gets mm-hmm. Denver. So yep. now if Denver's as hey. bad as they looked, if Denver, hey, 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 oh, hey, they're um, as bad as they as, look. As, if they are as bad as they look, that's only going to ele- allow him to build off that game. And if he has another strong performance, like I know I'm a big fantasy. I think Garrett Wilson, the buy low window is today. Like you got to go. If, if Zach Wilson actually plays this well, Garrett Wilson's going to take off. I think that's why Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm going to be the quickest return from Achilles injury ever. Cause he's like, Oh shit, this kid's actually playing decent. Now I got to get back so I can get this job back. But granted, that's not actually a thing, but I, I gotta I shout out Zach Wilson. If he plays like this and he builds off this performance, he could have a huge week this week against them. Man, I one hundred percent thank you for that because my dad went to bed when when it started to look like it was going to get ugly, and I kind of stuck it out. Uh, and I was super impressed from where he came in the ball game in Week One against the Bills to what he looks like now. It's night and day. Yeah. It's absolute night and day. I don't know. I don't know if it's a sustainable thing. I don't know if it was a one night thing uh, against the Chiefs, but he looked comfortable. Like Bobby said, he looked decisive. He, I've, he is always in throughout the course of his NFL career, let a ball go or two in a game. And you just think that's it. That's why that that's why they took him at two right there, that ball. Mm-hmm. And he did that over and over and over again on Sunday night. And it was super impressive. Well, he made some of those throws where it's like we've been waiting to see that Zach Wilson more than once a game, like you were saying, Ryan. Like that, like that's why he went number two overall. But he put together like strings of that throughout that game. I'm excited to see what he does. I mean, as much as it pains me as a Denverite and a lifelong Broncos fan, his defense stinks. And if he can't play well against him, we know it was a one-time thing. Uh, if he plays well, well against Denver, then let's keep seeing what this kid can do. There's a reason they took him second overall. 
It hasn't panned out this far, but he's not like he's Josh Rosen, right? He's far more talented than he can play. So he's a good enough athlete. He can play. And he has uh, that Denver defense, as we have said, I looked him up a little statistical fortification here. Obviously last in points given up per game because they, you know, got 70 hung on them. Uh, Dead last in yards, total yards per game. Second to last in passing yards to get yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and second to last in, uh, or I believe last in, in rush yards per game, because they did give up three, 350 uh, on the ground. To, to did, were you guys aware that Juwan Taylor was allotted two points by the NFL to give away um, at his discretion in each game? Were you guys aware of this fact? No, no. I really yeah, appreciate so, it. it. It's real charity from, from the league that we hold so dear. Yeah. Is that so part Juwan- of the script or what? No, Juwan Taylor, uh, as a result of his face mask penalty in the end zone, is what gave the Jets their two points and their safety. Yes. Gave him a little life. A little life. A little yeah. life. Thank you, Juwan. Might have saved his nice career right there. The whole so, Juwan, yeah, Juwan right? Taylor saga is incredible. I just love watching him line up halfway, you know, half the distance <laughs> to the goal line every time. It's <laughs> tremendous. Know. I don't know if we're ready to change topics, but I got to talk about the Giants. About Please, the yeah. Then we have here. to. Man, they're All right, tough. Sorry. Yeah. In a bad way. Uh, so, yeah. as a Giants fan watching the game, it infuriates me because the Seattle Seahawks were a great baseline to watch what happens when, you're de- when your offensive lines are very banged up. If you watch that game, Seattle would have maybe two tight ends in the backfield to help protect the quarterback because they trusted that DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN is going to get open. They don't need five guys out into a pattern. Now, I get it. The Giants don't have that. They have Waller, Hyatt, Wandell looked a little good last night. But they kept saying, oh, we're just going to have the, these five offensive line block, block. And then two seconds into the drop back, he gets hit. And it kept happening over and over and over again. And I'm sorry. I love Brian Dayball. But, like, you got to take some ownership here and say, hey, we our offensive line sucks. We have too many injuries. No. We don't have the good quality backups. We need to start getting creative with our blocking scheme to keep this kid upright because the, the Seattle Seahawks are doing it. We saw the Chicago bears do it this week when they got him, uh, Justin Fields outside the pocket a little bit more, but you're watching And listen, Daniel Jones sucked. He did not look good either. He made a lot of bonehead plays and I understand that, but like how many times, like we're all just, we're just regular fans. These guys are professionals. This is Brian Dayball's offense. How do you sit there? If I could see it at halftime and go, you know what? (laughs) I think our five offensive linemen got this. We're good. We're going to be fine. No adjustments at all. Like nothing. And it's like, no wonder why he sucked. Unless they make a change with this blocking scheme, it's going to be a disaster. Well, I don't understand why they're not – why aren't they using Daniel Bellinger? He's a really good blocking tight end. Mm -hmm. He should be out there as a sixth offensive lineman. I'm pretty much line, line him play. up at H back. Line him up at H back and let him go to whatever right. side your offensive line fucks up on. Do you see Evan yeah. Neal block Darren Waller in the back uh, and then drive him into the turf, mistaking him for the opponent? Yeah, I appreciate I that. Tr- and Evan Neal's supposed to be good. He was a first round yeah. draft pick. Yeah, I'm well annoying. aware. The most annoying part was watching the Seattle Seahawks do these things in the same game. At no point did they go, hmm, that's working for them. Maybe we should yep. try this. Like they had, like you just said, put Daniel Bellinger in, at H-back. They literally had Noah Fant line up in front, right behind the guard at some points to help him block. And then they ran a pass play out of it later and he got a huge game. What are we doing? Like, what is going on? Like, it's not working. I can't. It's just too much. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. Regression to the mean. 
they they won more games than they should have last year. Then in the Vikings, they are back to you, you got to yeah. fall back. You got to I mean, fall back. Bobby, try being a Broncos fan and watching Marvin Mims run three routes a game and leading the team in receiving yards. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's like Jalen Hyatt. They just decided at this week they decided, all right, Wandell and Jalen Hyatt, you're in. And I love that. It's so great. You're so innovative, right? Jalen Hyatt's still so talented. I know. Do it with the offensive line now. Figure something out. You're too good of a coordinator like to fuck this up. Like, come on, man. Like, let's get it going. It, whatever. It's just, it's like watching Justin Fields a couple weeks ago. They literally did five and seven step drops with Justin Fields. And I'm like, what are you, what is this? Get of course he sucks. Of course he sucks. Like, Justin yep. Fields is not a good pocket passer. He was like the best out of pocket passer last year. They're like, you know what? Let's keep him in the pocket for the first We're just going to let him stay there. It reminded me of when they, it reminded me of last year when they plugged him in and ran the Andy Dalton off in him. And he was horrible. It's like oh, a regression yeah. this year. Like, they're doing the same thing to start the year. Like, what? Well, it's, it, it's the hubris of these coaches who come in yeah. here and they're like, I can make this guy learn my offense. I'm yeah. so good at coaching. I, I can teach yep. anyone my you can't you can't no. plain and simple. Were you, are you gonna were you gonna go in to Atlanta and make Michael Vick a pocket passer and be like, you don't stray from the pocket anymore? You're a guy said, who sticks between the tackles. There's no way Josh in hell McDaniel. you can do that. Said Josh McDaniel Ugh. to Tim Tebow. <laughs> Dude, wild. Wild. I am I am here's my hottest take I'll have on the entire show. If T if someone went all in on Tim Tebow's offensive skill sets, they would have been a winning football team. Yes. 100%. Yes. If you watch that Broncos yes. team that year, the only thing that bailed them out was Peyton Manning becoming a free agent. If they had to go back into the Tim T books, but the guy won a playoff game. How many guys take a four and seven football team, whatever they were, brings them to the playoffs, wins a playoff game, and then gets blown up by the Patriots, and then they lose their job and never get a starting job ever again, really. It's like, I think he could be, but that's, you're dead on about it. Like, coaches love to just jam like a square peg into a round hole and say yes. it's, it's the player's mm -hmm. fault. Well, and this like, is why I think – this is why I really think – I wish college coaches did better in the NFL because from a scheme perspective, they understand how to tailor an offense to a recruit they brought in. Unfortunately, they're just not good at dealing with adults for the most part. Yep. They don't understand how to deal with a room full of men versus a room full of boys. But you see college coaches do that all the time. Nick Saban – how many times has Nick Saban done it? Just He's gone Taylor from, what you've got. They're back Taylor to 2013 in Alabama this year because Jalen Milrow, that's what he is. Yep. But in the NFL, I'm, I'm a big fan of huge brain, dumbass coaches. <laughs> you look at the young coaches that have done well. John <laughs> McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel to a lesser extent, only because he's only been doing it for a year and a quarter, right? We'll yep. see if he can continue sure. to tailor that offense. He's obviously got the most speed in the NFL. But Sean McVay tailored his offense. Kyle Shanahan may be the best in the league right now outside of a man named Reed uh, at tailoring his offense to what he's got. Of course, Andy Reed also has the best quarterback uh, in football, too. So that's one thing that maybe Brandon Staley doesn't understand. That, that's what drives me so crazy about Brandon Staley yeah. is he's trying to force his stuff instead of looking at what is there. Say we have Kenneth Murray and we have Derwin James and we have a Sunday well, Samuel Jr. And we have one of the Boses. That was one of the most frustrating things as a Broncos fan during the Drew Locke years. Cause it's like, you can see what he did. Well, he did well in chaos and getting outside of the pocket and running no huddle, which is what Carol mostly did with him last night. It was chaos. He got outside of the pocket and they ran no huddle a lot. Pat Shermer refused to do it. It's like, no, Drew Locke's going to be a pocket quarterback. He's going to be a yep. pocket passer. 
it's just not the kind of type of quarterback he is. He was never going to be successful. He never had a chance. It's nope. it's it's interesting. It's someone who has coached sports. You play to your team's strengths. Yep. How is it someone who the extent of my coaching knowledge is eighth grade little league baseball knows? <laughs> you play to your team's strengths. Yep. You don't try and force them to do what you think needs to be done. Speaking of our guy Drew Locke, when when Geno Smith went down last night for a little bit, Drew Locke looked all right. Yeah, he looked yeah. all right. He looked great uh, the preseason yeah. too. Uh, we got to before we move on, we got to talk CJ Stroud and what he's doing in Houston. Uh, yes. oh, yeah. That kid. Uh, I think a lot of people expected him to be the most pro ready, out of the box, ready to go guy. I I had my reservations because of the Ohio State system quarterback situation, um, but but. God, God, he's good, and he's he's been really impressive. That the, the, the yeah. Texans team, fun and frisky, not good, but fun and frisky. But he's playing at a Pro Bowl level already. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, I, Str- Stroud seemed like the most NFL ready QB in this class to me from the jump. I thought he should have been too. the first pick over Bryce Young. I did too. Um, I'm not surprised, honestly. And I, I'm loving seeing him click with Tank Dell. It made sense that Nico Collins was going to get something done. And the fact that he's thrown the ball, right. And the fact that he's thrown the ball 40 times a game that tracks to me because that running attack, I mean, it's Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) There's nothing to be excited about. So that touchdown to Nico Collins, that, that was a beautiful ball. The placement hit him in stride. Stroud has he's got the arm, he's got the poise, he's got the mentality, he's got the locker room presence, he has the accuracy, he just has that football brain. And dude, this this Texans team, if they don't ruin him like they did Deshaun Watson, uh, I think he's gonna have a really long, fantastic career. It's probably a guy we're talking about top five quarterback the next couple of seasons. I agree with that. Uh, the, the culture shift in Houston with D'Amico Ryans has happened faster than I think anybody could have wrecked, could have anticipated. Well, and that's how I like feel about Washington too. Yeah. They Same look thing. Like a team that wants to play. They, they want to yep. play and they want to, they want to play hard and they know where they're at. They're, they're right size. They know where they, where they are as a franchise and they're okay with that. And they're just trying to improve. Love that mindset from a football team outside of a team like the bears uh, who have no idea what they are. Think they're good. The Broncos. They're obviously not. Yeah, the Broncos yeah. are there are, are there as well. Uh, for Nate, who still uh, is a starting quarterback and for their team next year, is it Russell Wilson or Justin Fields? Russell Wilson will still be the starter in Denver. I don't know that Justin Fields is still going to be the starter in Chicago. Might not. Might not. This past week may have been the Bears' best opportunity to get a win. Probably a was. Bit. One in 16 Chicago Bears. Let's go. <laughs> Top two picks in the NFL draft. Uh all right, AJ looks looking like we're ready to move on. Anybody have any last final words uh, about week four? One, one final honorable mention, Tampa Bay is much better than Ooh, Baker. Yeah, did you hear Baker yeah. Mayfield tell Chris Godwin he got a boner when he saw the man coverage? I did not. But yeah, he said his no. dick got hard. All <laughs> right. Baker's been playing pretty well, and their bucks yeah. are three and one. Yeah, good, good for Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's a good dude. I've interviewed him a couple times. He's a good, he's a good dude. Uh, like to see him do well. All right, AJ is or cousin Douglas is back in in one of our favorite recurring segments. Douglas, uh, your thoughts on on either week four or potentially what happened in the House of Representatives today? Don't tell me what to do. Listen, AJ's cousin Douglas here. I ain't gonna have this opportunity none more after these few weeks, for I must return to the Heinz factory and catch up that I crawled out of 
like a sweet and tangy Terminator. But, uh, but why am I here specifically? Well, as phone booth quick and AJ can't catch me on account of his recent surgery from bending a knee in prayer every Sunday at mass for Matt Canada to get stuck in traffic. No, specifically against Bobby's wishes, I was here to tell everyone about the wonderful products at Razball.com and its parent company, Skynet. At Razball, they focus on projections, not jacking off your prices like other sites. Razball has the projectiles to help you come first, come inside first, be first. I'll just move on. At Razball, they focused on a lot of time on our data model. Her name's Diamond. She's beautiful on the inside, and we're going to need one of you to go pick up her kids from daycares. Boldness. <laughs> our fonts are big and bold, just like God intended. Easy to use tools. Tested by chimpanzees at Kenny's Roadside Zoo, you'll receive a bevy of useful items in a mail within your first month of subscription. Scythes of varying lengths, on-fire kindling, and a collectible Digimon watch. We love fantasy and technology. This feature only available at onlyfans.rasball.com slash rasball. Transparency and accountability. Lastly, if you got a fucking problem, just contact Burn Dolores in Accounts Fillatable. She'll do you in's right. So join Rasball if for nothing else and to be on the right side of history when their parent company, Skynet, takes away all the internets. Douglas Ott. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, we got to click that and run that on all of our shows. Thanks, uh, yeah. yeah, that's this is that's perfect. our that's our our lasting our lasting gift to y'all over at Rasball. Um, <laughs> Cousin epic. Douglas is truly a, a great treasure, and, a, and we're a gonna miss hero. him. We, so I, I I mentioned last week we may not go away forever. We'll get some Cousin Douglas in there up on the on the worldwide mighty webs every now and then. Uh, but let's move on to week five. All right, I got this. So uh, I wanted to do like a QB. I'm calling it the situation panic meter. Um, so make Love your own that. interpretation of whatever uh, you think that means. I think I think the variation will be good between our interpretations of what this means. Um, a scale of one to three, one being sweatpants after work on Friday. No panic. Mm. Two being average. Three being making eye contact with like an attractive stranger. So like full hyperventilation rapid fire if you have an explanation cheese and crepes it better be funny or smart uh ryan go ahead and go through all these teams and we can just jump in if we think that one of these teams is is in panic attractive stranger eye contact mode all right so we have 16 teams and we're going one through three one two or three uh let's start with the patriots what is our panic mode for our dear beloved three uh, child Three. Three. It's three. It's three. three. I'm, I'm smashing three. I'll, I'll take a two. Okay. Takes a two. I, th- I mean, it's bold for us, Bobby. McCorkle is huge here. He's really uh, big go. in these parts. It's a three. He just doesn't look right. Oh, Bill O'Brien's not doing it for him, I guess. I'm, I'm so sorry. McCorkle. I was trying to give him as much leeway this year because of the fact that he had Matt Patricia as his OC last year. So I was like, yeah, hey, maybe it was the Matt Patricia thing. But it's not looking great so far. <sighs> yeah, exactly. So we've got, uh, we got three threes and a two so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, let's, let's call it what it is. I think it's a three. Uh, let's just say majority rules here. The Patriots, it's time to panic. Um, Jets. I, I'm going to go with a two here because of honestly what Bobby and Nate said. Yeah. I think it's a two yeah, right I now. I think it's a two. It <laughs> went from at least a four at the beginning of the season to now. I think it's a two. I got my sweatpants on. 
That's oh, all I'm buddy. doing. I, I kind of feel it. Hey, knowing knowing <laughs> that knowing that I got Aaron Rodgers somewhere lounging too. I'm That's a good point. Go yeah. ahead, Zach. Have some fun out there. No worries. So if you, you guys are fully confident suck. he's coming yeah. back, right? Like Aaron oh, Rodgers, thousand percent. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are, are I, we, I could even I could even be. Yeah, I could be Sweatpants City. I could I could be talked into Sweatpants City as long as there's no boxer underwears involved, so you can see the outline of your schlong as you lay in there. That is that is the comfortability that I am with Zach. Well, that's key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's key. Ryan is has been a proponent of underpantsless living, uh, which I adopted to a degree until Hannah told me my my better half that I cannot leave the house if I'm not wearing underwear. Yeah. And not Dude, because our, she's worried about anything happening. She's worried that I'm going to be arrested, I think. Our kid hasn't worn underwear in like a year and a half. He Mate, just refuses. You know that's different and good for him. I haven't worn underwear. underwear in like a year and a half either. So You're, we're all on the same page. Ins- you are fucking inspiring. You and this Ryan. the right way to live. live. <laughs> it really is. I wish it's I a waste of cloth. I know. I'm. Trust me. We're all rocking in the same boat. Why now. are we just... wearing? Why are we wearing second pants? There's no right. point to wearing second pants. She, she, she yeah, won't let me leave unless I put on britches. Okay. Can I say that summertime, it's almost a necessity to go commando? I mean, like, really, it really is nice to. to have it. But like wintertime, I'm more I lean my boxer briefs. I'm, I'll, I'll put a, an extra layer on in the winter times because I'd rather be real hot than real than even a little cold. So I will throw Ew, an extra no. layer, but I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything to constrict myself. We're, Speaking we're of constricting yourself, uh, let's hit the fucking panic button on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't have enough <laughs> panic buttons. I feel like yeah. I'm playing uh, fucking uh, whack-a-mole with all the panic buttons in front of me for the Steelers. Yeah, agreed. Oh, there's a lot Matt, of panic buttons. Yeah, Matt Can- Matt Canada. Like, what is the deal with Matt Canada? Can some- someone explain to me what it is with Matt Canada? Like, I don't get it. Like, is this Alex Grinch of the NFL? Know? Look at his. Sh- look at his. What, what in college is he, he a real person? His like, name's Matt he Canada. Do? He sounds made up. He does like, sound made up. He was a college coordinator for like 15,000 teams. No one kept him around. He kept leaving every freaking year. Like LSU, this team, that team, NC State, mm-hmm. all this stuff. No one, it wasn't like he was like a mainstay coordinator for a powerhouse, you know, conference somewhere for 10 years and he got these gig files. Like, what is the deal? I don't understand it. And and the worst part too is Kenny Pickett looks like shit. The offense looks like shit. So, like after three years of this, like what is what is Mike Tomlin? What does Matt Canada know about Mike Tomlin? I want to know. That's what I'm you, he saying. Is, he is That's the Alex saying. Grinch yeah. of the NFL. He is either the best hang on earth, That's or he's cool. got blackmail on the head coach. <laughs> or is this is this a situation where Tomlin's like, I can make him a good offensive coordinator? Maybe that was like a, Adam Gates. I don't know, man. That was like the uh, where's the, Adam Gates the, these days? Still coaching high school? He better Probably. still be coaching high school. Uh, He's got to work on that. But you remember, he he rode the, the success of that 2013 Broncos team. And Adam Gase, you, you stay away from those children, Adam Gase. Well, I think that's what Bill Belichick did last year with Matt Patricia. He's like, you know, I need a challenge. This Tom Brady guy won too many championships with him. <laughs> give me give me a defensive coordinator as my OC, and I can show you, show the world I could win with this guy. I think that's what he did last year. I don't know what the hell the Matt Canada, yeah. but the, actually, I love Ryan's take on it. Maybe Matt Canada is just like the coolest dude. Like he's just a really good hang. He's a great hang. Like, yeah, he's probably a great hang. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I like that. I like. There's that. only two options. He's either he's either a great hang 
or he knows some shit about the about the franchise or Mike Tomlin. That's the only reason he yeah. still has a job. The offenses that he was in in command of in college, not exactly uh, you know points juggernauts. We have IU, we have Butler, uh, Northern Illinois, Wisconsin, Pitt, NC State, and Maryland. Oh, buddy, that is a bleak resume. No juggernauts in there. All right, uh, let's run through these real quick. Uh, Vikings. I'm actually going to yeah. go with a two. I'm not wearing sweatpants on this because that contract and these guys are actually, they're not going to be in a position based on the draft to draft their next quarterback once they're done with Kirk Cousins because they're going to be mediocre. So I'm hitting, yeah. I'm hitting a two. I'm Same. not wearing sweatpants. Same. Same. They may they may wind up, even if you're in the middle of the first round, you can probably, in this particular quarterback draft class, you can probably find somebody that's going to be competent. But I'm still hitting a two on this one. They're not going to win any games, but it's not Kirk Cousins' fault. He, he has played yeah. exceptional football. It is that defense that is just God awful. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm if, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm a two because of the contract situation and how goddamn old I am. Um, but you know, as, as 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 a Vikings fan, I think your expectation needed to be this this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep running. Bengals. Fair. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm still wearing sweatpants, One. baby. I'm sorry. Sweatpants. Yeah, all the One. sweatpants. Yeah. is hurt. And yep, full sweatpants. full Bundy with the hand down the front. Uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill's. Yeah, let's talk Titans. Uh, actually, Three. I'm not going to say it first. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I love that this is divided. This is fabulous. I'm yeah. just not. They have they have options. They're not they a throw have. first team. They have Derrick Henry, who gives a shit who the quarterback is. Yeah. You could put in Uncle Rico, and this team would still do the same thing every week. It doesn't Will <laughs> Levis might actually be Uncle Rico. He might be. Uh, I'm I'm going two just because I don't think yeah, this franchise wins decide. anything with Tanny with Tanny Hills. Um, but they also don't have somebody ready to go right now. So let's just ride this wave of Tannehill until the end of the season, and then really commit to probably Levis, uh, unless they wind up in a terrible end of year record and have a shot at somebody better. But then that'll be three consecutive years drafting a quarterback. So it's going to be a it's going to be a treat for those in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I'm too. Uh, let's go to Vegas. Uh, this is a, a three. Yeah. Aiden Aww. O'Connell. I'm hey. all in on Aiden O'Connell. Hey. Of course. Jimmy Garoppolo's great when he plays seven games. You know, he's good when he plays, but he just yeah. he can't stay healthy ever. So. Yeah, you're going to get seven great games out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah we know. We have he has a guest. We have a, we have a second hey. guest coming in. A Jimmy What's Garoppolo. Up, man? It's Jackson. 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 What's up, buddy? Good to see you, buddy. What's your, what's your thoughts on the Raiders QB situation? Are you in sweatpants right now, or are you freaking out? Are you looking at, <laughs> you know, it's almost pajamas time for for Jackson over there. <laughs> we should have yeah. said, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pajamas time for me too, Jackson. I feel you, bud. He's always in his jam jams. Yep, that's accurate. We have a rule no. in our household and only elastic waistbands in our home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm actually okay with where the with where the Raiders are quarterback wise. Um, I like Aiden O'Connell. I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> the Raiders uh, are. I'm almost the, at. Go ahead, Ryan. The, the the Raiders are a mess. Like all around, out, outside of Devontae Adams and Max Crosby, awesome. they're a mess. I think they're going to be that's just why I'm fine. kind of a, because Josh? like I think they're ready to be back and and win games and get. A great quarterback. Like I think they're there. They've committed to this yeah. steez. That's why I do I, love Aiden O'Connell. He looks like Farva. Looks like Farva throws like Farve. 
the John the John Gruden situation was so bad, but they somehow came together, made the playoffs, and then they decided, you know what, this team's resilient. Let's fire their coach and bring in Josh McDaniels, who's been the biggest douchebag as a head coach ever, and that should go well. And sure enough, he just ostracized everybody. Darren Waller, you're not one of my guys. Gone. Derek Carr, gone. Hunter Renfro, who's a Pro Bowler. You know what? We're not even going to use you. You're gone. Like it's like he didn't want. He doesn't want to win. He wants to win with his guys, so he yep. can look super smart. So that's why everybody who was from the previous regime, see you later. We're out. Yep. But like, if they just kept the same. Same coaching staff. Uh, what was his name? Rich Sosaglia. Whatever Rich his name was. Versaccia. Yeah, Versaccia. Yeah. Like if they just kept that whole unit together, I guarantee you they probably would have been better off. But hundred percent. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. Josh McDaniels, actual clown, not concerned about quarterback, very concerned about coach. Yes, very much so. Oh, unless you're a Broncos fan, then you're like just keep riding Josh yeah. McDaniels. Ten Talk, year, four more year years. Extension. Four more years. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Buccaneers fans are in no. wearing, sweater, wearing sweaters, sweatpants, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm at a one. Uh, one. I'm at a, I'm at a three. Actually, no, I'll say I'm at a because this is a team that needs to start over, and Baker Mayfield is playing in a way that they're going to have to give up a lot, a lot of draft capital to actually commit to the bit and tank. If he keeps playing like this, they're going to they're going to get a they're going to get a mid. Okay, Baker Mayfield, my sweet, sweet boy, is maxing out before our eyes right now. I, I think I, I think we, we should all probably be there, right? I think he pretty much maxed out when he beat the Steelers in the playoffs. The you could say, well, part, I mean, yeah. They, they can't run the football. Like, nope. the Bucks watching the Bucks try to run is the most painful thing. It's almost as painful as watching Justin Fields be a pocket passer. Like, it is insanely bad watching Rashad White and all these guys trying to run behind that line right now. And and Baker's still like, you know what? We know we can't run. They still commit to it. They still try to run with Dave Canales. is doing a pretty good job there. But, like, imagine if they had a good running. Like, Baker Mayfield needs to be, like, the reason why you don't lose games. But he's right now helping them win games, which is crazy. If they had a top-10 run yeah, game and a top-10 defense, then – this would be a whole different story, but right now Baker's the reason why they're competitive, which is crazy. That's yep. even the what if part. it's not? Well, what if what if it's because his talent was wasted in Cleveland? That's for the what so if. long. That's it's the a big what if that I think is is a little more plausible. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think he was misused in Cleveland uh, and abused. Pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty violently abused, uh, and then That's got Cleveland. kicked around to a really terrible Panthers team. And yeah. a Rams team that was washed and lost at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh -huh. And now he's in a situation that's a little bit more stable. He got a full training camp. He knows the playbook. Uh -huh. I think you can win with Baker Mayfield. Am I saying that he's a perennial all-pro type type quarterback? No. I think Future that's, Hall of Famer? Maybe. Probably not. He's got he's already got a bust and it's in Norman. It's a big thing that looks like <laughs> more like Paul Newman than Baker Mayfield. Uh <laughs> But I, I, I think you can win with him in the right situation. And I think the Bucks can build that right situation because they've got players now. Right. Yeah. But they have players now is my point. It is about to end when these players on big contracts are starting. Uh, your, your, your main guys are getting into their mid. They're starting to early 30s. Some of them are moving into their mid 30s. All of your dudes are about to are, are about to uh, fall over the top of the hill and start to go down. Sure. You also have crazy uh, contract situations. Yeah. Baker Mayfield will lose all of these dudes that are potentially 
helping prop him up like the defense and the wide receivers. Now, to your point, the run, the rush offenses is, is spectacularly bad. But all the good players you're talking about, Shaquille Barrett, um, yeah. Levante David, these guys are about to go over the hill or the the young guys are about to need new contracts like Devin White and I mean you just got Vita Vea but you know he's starting to age he's still pretty much in his prime but anyway like this is not going to get like this roster is worse from here sure. like for for sure yeah. so if Baker can't win big now then you then we are seeing exactly what their ceiling is with him and if they're okay with that then this is a one if they want to win championships this is a two I think they've proven that they're okay with that right now. They're 100% okay their, with it. By their actions, they've proven that we're fine with that. We won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. We're good. We're, they we're went 20 years between years. their last two. Yeah. So, yeah, they're good. I think I think, I think that franchise and their fans, I don't think they are, are a franchise that wants or expects to win every year. They've never no. been – they've never shown that level of seriousness. No. I guess the question is, do they keep Mike Evans? Like, I mean, Evans was kind of like trade rumors for a while, but now that they're playing well, do they re-sign? Do they go – now you're basically buying on Baker if you re-sign Mike Evans for a long deal. So it's yeah. like that's yeah, the that's question. True. So they're going to have to make a decision probably by midseason. If Baker's playing like this, they're going to have to, you know, keep Mike Evans. They can't let him walk because Baker's not going to prop up, you know, other receivers. He needs to be propped up like you guys said. By guys like mm-hmm. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, so we'll we'll find out fast in the next like month if they That's have to true. go all in or not. Yep, all right, absolutely, gentlemen. Let, let's go. Um, let's just shout these out. No explanation. Giants. That's a three. I'm slamming three. Uh, three. His cap hit is forty seven million dollars next year. They are fucked. Uh, it's a language. Three. This is a family program. <laughs> is it? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, Red Hogs. Uh, I'm in. One, I'm baby. all in. I, I'm all in. One sweatpants. One. Yep. One. One. Uh, Saints. Colt, you're first. Shout it out. Two. Two. Uh, guests. Bobby. One. Two. Ryan. Two. Two. Yeah, I'm. I'm a two. Uh, Ryan, you you take this one. Seahawks. Go around. Uh, one. One. Yeah. One franchise quarterbacks are hard you know? to come by. <laughs> Drew Lock looked good at the uh, <laughs> end of that second half, <laughs> the first half. So we're gonna go one. Yeah, give me a one. All right. Uh, Ben. Uh, fucking excuse my language. Uh, that's a that's a big old three for for me. That's three. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going two. My two, Colt. Uh, we got Badgett behind uh, Fields. Hey, <laughs> Tyson Badgett's played well. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, B three legend Tyson uh, Badgett. Yeah. Did you say Charlie Batch? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh. Back from the oh, hey, see? Hell yeah. It's the Steelers fan in you right there saying Charlie Batch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Falcons. Three. This is a this is a three. three. Uh, it it three. isn't. It isn't because they're gonna be not great. They're gonna get near the top ten, so it shouldn't be a problem getting a good quarterback. But you're gonna. And have they've to got be Tyler. Like, he- they've got Taylor Heineke. Hey, so that's true. true. Yep, they do. Heineke. I have been saying this. I've oh. I said this as soon as they were like, no, Desmond Ritter's the guy. I was like, Desmond Ritter's the guy until like week eight at the most. Yeah, then it's gonna be very like. You've got to put Taylor Heineke in at this point. After what he flopped out in London, after what he flopped out in London, yeah. it's it is it is time now to make that switch. And guess what? He's probably going to do this Taylor Heineke fella. He's probably going to remember that Kyle Pitts is on his team, and he's probably mm-hmm. going to throw it somewhere mm-hmm. in the vicinity of Drake London. Uh, what are we fucking doing? 
We just saw Language. the show last year. We saw it last year with Carson Wentz. Like yep. Carson Wentz was garbage. They brought in Taylor Heineke and they started winning football games. And it's like, yep. wow. And the other thing is they don't want to win with their quarterback. They want to win through the running game and they want to win mm -hmm. on defense. And that's what Arthur Smith's been trying to do. So why wouldn't you just put in a quarterback who won't lose you games? Yep, like right. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. I can understand if they're looking for their franchise quarterback to help them win the football, all the football sure. games. But it's like that's not how they treat Desmond Ritter anyway. So it's nope. like <laughs> – what is going on? It's so stupid. All right, let's let's talk Cardinals real quick, and the grand finale will be in uh, in in Nate's corner. So Cardinals, this is a two for because they're going to be terrible, and they're Drake May very likely, which should change this franchise. But it's a one because they are not going to get Caleb with that franchise. Uh, I'm going to go one. Because if we're if we're talking about the quarterback situation writ large, uh, that this this Cardinals season was always chalked up to being a lost one, and this is just meeting those expectations a little bit. We do all love Josh Dobbs, but he's very obviously not the answer. What is Kyler Murray going to be when he comes back from an ACL? Sure, he fucking knows. Uh, but he's not back, and he's not expected to be be back for another couple of months, probably. Uh, I think. I, I think you can't really push the panic button because that button got pushed a long time ago. You can't read last season. Last season yeah. push it. Yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. I'm at a one because this team knew that this was going to be a lost season. So there's nothing to panic about. Yep. Kyler Murray to the Falcons. How about that? What does that sound love, like? Ooh, love that. All on board. I love that. Can you imagine the, the, the wishbone bullshit that Arthur Smith would start running with, with Kyler Murray and Bob <laughs> oh, it would be like the night it would be like the 1970s Nebraska offense. Thank I was running. I was gonna go robust uh, with the three running backs. I was thinking Oklahoma a little bit, but yeah, yeah, same, yeah we're on the same, same we're concept. On the same. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That Barry Switzer wishbone. Barry Switzer, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on that note, Nate, while you're while you're Vocal cords are making noise. Uh, why don't you grand finale here on this segment, Broncos, and your um, your word is the final one. Uh, I'm not panicked. I'm in a one right now because they paid him too much money to sit around and be the quarterback here. He's actually played well. The problems yes. on this Broncos team are they're not Russell Wilson. It's the offensive line has had issues. It's been an offensive scheme issue. It's been the defense. It's been the defensive coordinator. It's been special teams. It hasn't been Russell Wilson. Uh, so, yeah, I'm at a one. I'm in sweatpants. Not worried about it. That's the final word. Uh, let's go through this real quick. What is the most important game of week five? Ryan. Uh, skip it. You'll come back to me. I was looking up Russell Wilson's QBR. Gross. Um, Colt. <laughs> okay, most not Colt. Um, uh, Bobby, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Cowboys 49ers. Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Colt. That, that's the one that stands out to me too. Cowboys yeah. Niners. Uh, Clash of Titans. Nate, don't say the I was Broncos gonna game. I was, I was gonna say Cowboys 49ers, but um I can't go with consensus and I'm going to say Broncos Jets because <laughs> but it's not the Broncos side of it. I don't care what the Broncos do. This is this is a Zach Wilson game. Mm, okay. It's important because we need to see what happens with Zach Wilson. Can he keep that momentum going? Has nothing to do with the Broncos. I think this okay. is an incredibly important game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. That's it. This is a must-win game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a must-win game probably for the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. This is a must-win game. Well, not really yep. for – I mean, must-win game for the Packers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
mean, I how about Trevor that. Lawrence, man? I mean, he has not looked great. I was thinking about that one too. That's a, yeah, that's a big he, one. he did that last year. I'm not worried about it. It was slow a slow starter. Start. Slow starter. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm very excited to watch Sam Howell. Uh, this is not important yeah. to anyone but me, but I'm very excited to watch Sam Howell on Thursday. He needs to yeah, be Yeah, we get a prime timer. Give him a prime time. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, well, geez, this is, that's no good. Uh, this is the pronunciation game words. Um, okay. That's just going to be what that is. Words Evan can't say. Uh, that's my old roommate, Ryan's former tenant, um, Colt's friend, uh, star of stage and screen and Jewish matchmaking on Netflix. So uh, we can just skip this first one, but the next one, this is the quarterback from Boise state. This is the Rams edition roster as of well today, uh, Boise state quarterback backup for the Rams. Let's say Bobby is first. Go ahead, Bobby. Brett Rippin. Good with Lord. Authority. That was quick with authority. <laughs> God, that's quite a jam. Uh, linebacker from Brown and Ivy league gentleman. Uh, Nate, this one belongs to you. Uh, Michael Hawked. Oh, buddy, Michael Hoyt. Ooh, that, that feels like wow. cheating. That Hoyt. feels like cheating, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Well, this is actually cheating. This is actually cheating, uh, gentlemen. On three, the two uh, of you, if you could pronounce this, three, two, one, and pronounce John, John Christian Caminio Fairbairn. Yep. I, I think like if you play those backwards at the same time, you'll actually get it, which means that tonight's McCorkle Award goes to Bobby DeMarco and Nate Pulva. Congratulations to both of them. Well done, Last week's winner, the LSD Buffalo fan. Gentlemen, let's give a real one for some real ones, okay? <laughs> let's do that for taking the time to join us tonight. Colt, you have a few things to say. Go ahead, my friend, on behalf of all three of us. Absolutely. We, uh, Me, myself, and, and all three of us just express our gratitude for the opportunity to work with you guys here at Razzball. Um, forming a, a friendship with you, Nate, uh, from this very podcast is something that is a huge takeaway for me uh, above all else and getting to know Bobby through you as well. Uh, you guys know your shit. You're great guys. You're committed to your craft. Um, we just want to say thanks for the opportunity, and uh, I, I'm I'm thrilled to continue to keep writing with you guys. And uh, we uh, we just we'll, we'll miss having you on and, and being around, but we we just want to say thanks for everything. Amen. You're here. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's um, been an honor to get to work with you guys. So. And honestly, you know, Razzball is not really that serious, so you guys could just hop on whenever and you want to do yep. a show. I mentioned it in our whatever guys go do your thing. It's totally mentioned it in our last episode that there's a real good chance that if we get a hankering to talk, uh, talk some, talk some ball, we're going to pop back on every now and then and, and do some pods. We're just, you know, our lives have kind of gone separate ways and things have come up and, um, a, a weekly commitment is, is untenable at the moment. Um, but I'm sure that this isn't the last that you'll see, uh, of our three big, dumb, idiot faces amen speaking of um well no it's sort of the opposite nate tell us about the stuff you're doing very quickly uh if i missed anything talked about it oh i'm all over the place just follow me on twitter at nate paul but make sure you're following all the rasball stuff because we've got a ton of great football content coming out and i'm not just saying that because my wife is the managing editor i'm saying that because i truly believe nailed it. it. it's great content mm -hmm. nailed it bobby uh is that true can you confirm 
Uh, no, that's not true. Whatever we're doing, it's all madness over there. It's all madness. Uh, uh, in, the, in, the, no, in the dark got, dungeons. Yeah, it's it's. there was dungeon talk. I go, how does he know about the dungeon? That was supposed to be confidential. <laughs> so it is what it is. But once you get outside of the dungeon, Razzball, we do some cool stuff. But most of it's dungeon stuff. So it is. What it is. But all seriousness, uh, the slot versus wide tool, points per game allowed tool is one of the I, – I love that. It's been fantastic. It's for free on Razzball. We actually break out fantasy points allowed by slot and out wide. So it is one of the best start sit tools out there that I think you can get for free. So go check it out on Razzball. We also have a ton of great riders from Nate to Colt. Colt's the only person in the industry right now doing a top 150, top 200 dynasty rankings every single week, giving you access to that. It's fantastic. We have a bunch of great riders. We focus more on matchups at Razzball, which is great. We have basically the defenses to attack. So, I can, I can tell you, if you just go check out all the great articles, you'll love every second of it, and you won't go anywhere else. It's true. Amen. Gentlemen, clap it out. That, that's not, not for you, Bobby. Not for you, Nate. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Ryan, um, for the anti-penultimate time, take us home. Yeah, that's a big word. Thanks for listening to the Shiley Football Podcast. Uh, again, even though our program and social media accounts will be going uh, inactive for a while after our final episode on October 19th, uh, our daddy and in, in fantasy football uh, patriarch, Razball, uh, will be thriving and crushing their enemies. So subscribe to Razball Fantasy YouTube channel uh, for kick-ass fantasy shit you can see uh, with your own two eyeballs. And follow Razball on the artist formerly known as Twitter as well, at Razball and at Razball NFL. Colt's still going to be writing stuff for him, like you said. Uh, check those out as well. Lastly, don't forget uh, to tune in. To our last two episodes after this, our last dropping on uh, Thursday, October 19th. Also, boys, if you two wanted to grab some sweet seats for the Red River Rivalry uh, in the Cotton Bowl in Texas to go watch our beloved Longhorns, ranked number three in the country, you can find two tickets for the measly sum at the very top of the Cotton Bowl, $346 a piece uh, for a college sporting event. That's insane. Texas ticket prices are back. Jesus. Shall we football? Flyer than a foosball. Going harder than the balls. Inside a pool hall. AJ Cole riding on some fantasy business. Living in that dream like they own their own team. Man, they tell you how to win, but probably going to lose if you get last place in the draft because you snooze. It's really all luck. If your QB gets hurt, then you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Now you own your buddy's money, plus your girlfriend hates you Cause you can't see her on Sundays Long days, long nights, figuring out your team Still the next day, you're listening to these idiots